Now, back to Fish and Stats on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Do you ever feel... Welcome back, everyone. Fish and Stats with you on this Thursday afternoon. Coming up next hour, Hank McDowell joins us. We go inside Hoop City. We'll talk uh, a lot about the playoffs. Game three tonight, Grizzlies and the Spurs. We'll... Hear from Coach Fisdale from a shoot-around earlier today. Also look back at last night's uh, NBA action and what's coming up tonight around the association. Crunch time will wrap things up today, as it does each and every day. we got some baseball in our big number of the day coming up later this hour. Last Friday, the Memphis Tigers had their Friday night stripes game over at the Liberty Bowl as they were wrapping up their spring practice. And Mike Norvell, very impressed with not only what he saw on the field, but what he saw in the entire event. The greatest thing about being a part of the University of Memphis football program is this community. It's, it's, it's the university that we get to, uh, to be a part of. And, you know, we all represent each other. Uh, every time that we get to play on national television, uh, you see Memphis across our chest. And so we work hard to make sure we represent the city in a manner that, uh, that they deserve to be represented in. And, you know, we're going to continue to work, work hard to, uh, uh, to, to try to climb, to try to climb to, uh, to where we want to go. Look at the young men we get to coach. Look at the young men that are here to, that represent us. And uh, uh, that's something that, you know, Memphis is wonderful because if you give them a product to, to, that, that represents them well, uh, and we're going to support it. And, uh, you know, our players, you know, they, they love being involved in the community. Um, but coming out here tonight, walking through the Tiger Walk, uh, seeing the people. I mean, there were people here at 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, it was pretty special. And so we're, you know, we're, we're honored to be able to have an event like this tonight and with so many uh, you know, great fans and families and everybody that came out. So uh, just, just really appreciative. Joining us now, he joins us each and every week to talk at University of Memphis Athletics. It is the Athletics Director, Tom Bowen, with us here on Fish and Stats. Good afternoon, Tom. Hey, Rob. How are you? Doing very well. Well done, Tom. You, you nailed it last Friday night, and you, you, you young coach, everybody everybody knows he's, he's, he's a young guy in a hurry. <laughs> you know, Stats, he's a very special, special man and somebody I have known a long time, and I was just so elated when we were able to recruit him to come be our coach, you know, 15, 16 months ago. And now to see the progression, what Coach Marvell, his staff, Friday night was a just a wonderful testament to where we're going and what we're going to become. And I'm very blessed, and we are all very blessed that Coach Marvell is our head football coach and our leader of young men and is making an impact in our department in many, many ways. So I, and I, I, I loved his sound bites because it really is about the city right now, and we're all getting pretty excited about September. I thought it was interesting, and and watching his conversation with the media after the event last Friday, you know that that wasn't coach speak stuff. I mean, looking at his face, it was it was, it was he he meant every word that he said. And you know, we always laugh about it, Tom, when coaches are hired, whether it's college or the pros. That first day when they walk in and walk up to that podium, boy, all those. That closet full of sweatsuits and that closet full of whatever color ties you had from that past team, they're all gone. And now all of a sudden you're wearing that tiger tie and you're wearing that tiger blue every single day. And it's just kind of what you do when you change jobs. How long or, or maybe when did you really kind of see, Hey, he is, he is us and he is the Memphis Tigers coach. And this is where he's meant to be. I think when I when Mike and I met with the team, and then he and I met with them and the entire returning team uh, within the first couple of days that he was appointed and hired, and then watching him then conduct basically his staff 
and how he was built his team and we would meet every day and he just started building these building blocks of what he was going to do and and it was incredible and you're seeing that i mean our strength and conditioning guys might be some of the best in the country we have some of the best assistant coaches in the country we just we just do things the norvell way which is an extraordinary way of preparing to play this game and then how to be good citizens how to be good ambassadors how to be great students you know, his demanding academics is just as just as challenging as his demands in practice and what he's doing on the field. Well, it it all matters, and and you demand it across the department for academics because now that they, they they matter more now than ever because the NCA they they've they've proved out here they're they're not messing around anymore on the academic front. You have to make grades. Yeah, and the Knight Commission is getting ready to come out with some more studies, and you know the Division One Leadership Council met. Uh, last Thursday and Friday, and now you're seeing some of the new oversight committee in football and oversight committee in basketball starting to deal with some of the academic dynamic and the transfer dynamic. And there's going to be more and more emphasis put on the student quality dynamic because of the need for us to say amateur athletics is about the student athlete experience. It's not just about coming to the university and playing a sport. And so the academic component is very critical for us moving forward to keep the amateurism of college athletics alive and well. Yeah, and I know Dr. Rudd and, and, and the, the academic, they have to because they, they run a school. And, and Tom, I, I, most fans don't care about this, but those youngsters' parents do, and you have bosses that do, and, of course, all the academic side, you're, you're so right. They have to be concerned with going to, to the University of Memphis, not the University of Tigers. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct, and it's a challenging for all my 377 men and women who are student athletes. And so I, I've always been very, very proud of our graduation rate. Now it's tipping at 93 percent, and you know we've had 12. And this one, this one will be the 13th straight semester with a 3.0 GPA as an average. My men women's soccer team now again are leading the country in GPA. So there's some really good things happening academically that we tout. You know, we put it out as much as we can. And, and we're going to do more of that. But now you're seeing our, our, our industry, and certainly in Division One, you're going to see a lot of emphasis on student achievement and athletic achievement simultaneously, which is great, and so it should be. I don't know, and I'm sorry that I haven't noticed if you do. Boy, if you do, I'm really going to be embarrassed, Tom. Do, do y'all designate someone that's already graduated with, with maybe a, a, a denotation, a, a, something on a uniform, on a jersey, maybe if you've got uh, – Somebody that's already graduated but still playing. Do, do, do y'all can y'all? We do, we do. Mike does a patch on, uh, on we call it scholar athletes, but we do a little patch on the on the uniforms, and then we, you know, I award you a certificate per semester that you know, we kind of give you the frame and kind of keep in your in your portfolio to show your your family and at some point your 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 children, you know, your time as a student athlete. We do a lot of internal things for our student athletes to promote. Their academic success when it happens, and 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 we do that on sense because we don't we're not trying to create you know this this marketing around what we're supposed to be doing anyway. We, we recruit you to become a student athlete here so that you become a good student and a good athlete and have a great experience. And you remember back in 2012, I said you need a diploma in one hand and a championship ring on the other, and I'm yeah. stuck by that everywhere. I've been. <laughs> That's right. You know, you got five you got five fingers. You can get a lot. You can get a lot of you can get a lot of rings on and, yeah. and still be able yeah. to hold that. Diploma, Tom. Yes, sir. All right, Tom, a couple of uh, NCAA notes. One, uh, moving college basketball up a few days. Reason for that? About four days, it looks like. I I think it's to try to deal with the the, kind of the end of the season 
scheduling issues where you get some conferences where guys are playing or teams are playing three games in one seven-day period. And so it creates complications. It happened to us this year. It was kind of mid-year in January when we got to play an opponent or a conference opponent three times in the seven- to eight-day window. makes mm-hmm. it really, really hard, especially in basketball, especially in, at Division One. So that's you're seeing that piece of it, and that's hopefully going to alleviate, create balanced conference schedules and help, help coaches. Um, you know, we'll have to see, Rob. You just don't know. You just don't know when you make a decision like this what, what it's going to look like. The other thing, I, and I and I'm even trying to find it, and I can't find it. What what? And I know you were at these NCAA meetings that you were supposed to take a lot of notes for this very show <laughs> and this very question. Uh, is there, there will be a test. Is, is there change on the horizon for the transfer rules? Are are and and I saw something about how you know a regular student can transfer and and transfer right away. Is, is there is there thought of changing it and, and well, eligibility going forward? Right. There's there's two things that are, that are being proposed that if that if they happen, will affect the ability for for you to accelerate your graduation timeline and still have eligibility for your athletic timeline. One is to reduce the number of required summer school hours from six to three, which then you could be a student enrolled in summer school, participating in summer activities as a student athlete, and only have to have three units enrolled, which would then slow down your ability to accumulate a large number of units over a three summer period. Doesn't mean you couldn't take more if you wanted to, and you would allow that on occasion. But that will help. The other transfer rules are talking about how the national level of intent now has has really it's been challenged to where it doesn't have the same. Um, and we talked about this before; where it doesn't have the same value it had before. National level of intent used to mean that you were protected as a student athlete to get a degree from that institution, and we guaranteed that. And then, but also meant that you couldn't just get up one day and leave without you know a repercussion piece of that. So. Some of that's going to be challenged in this new student welfare piece. The real thing is time demands. The real thing that we're dealing with now is 20 hours of student-athlete activity and time demands. So we're having to write special time demand practice plans and what we're going to do as a program to make sure we stay in that window for the student-athlete to have their student time and then their athlete time. You don't think the practice time will ever go down anymore, do you, Tom? I don't know. I know that, you know, double days have been eliminated from college football, so now there'll be no more two-a-days in Division One college football and FCS or FBS. So, you know, they've, they've changed some, what I thought was always a, a, a hundred-year tradition, quite frankly. I remember some coaches would go, you know, three times a day if they could. So, so that changed that piece, and I think you're seeing some of the scheduling things they're talking about with basketball, talking about reduction in maybe the number of games in baseball. That'll be talked about at some point, and so there's this tweak of the year to try to affect how student athletes spend their time and that they're not constantly being, you know, burdened with all this athletic time as opposed to spending time as a student and doing what they want to do as a student at a major university. So I don't know, Fish. I mean, Seth, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Is do, do they have it mostly right on APR? Is there anything you'd like to see slightly adjusted on APR? Well, I think APR, you know, has has had some great um, effect on measuring yearly activity, encouraging student-athletes who've left without their degree to come back and get their degree and to reward schools that that do that. Remember, you get an extra APR point for every student-athlete that leaves your institution, comes back and and, and finishes their degree. Mm -hmm. That's a really good thing about the APR. So all of us are always constantly trying to find student-athletes that have left or have professionalized and say to them, hey, why don't you come back and get your degree? So that's been real positive. 
the numbers are fair, and uh, most schools are really on top of it. It's really rare for you to get an APR penalty now. It's really hard to do. Has it made a noticeable change in coaches even more so than in the past, making sure and and having eyes on them to make sure guys are going to class, guys are passing their classes? Has it has it been a noticeable difference? Yeah, Rob, I think so because you you can get you can get postseason uh, you can be banned from postseason. Yeah, so you could have a great run and then you can't play in the NCAA postseason because your APR you didn't meet APR requirements. So. And that's a public nightmare and a PR nightmare for that head coach in that program. So it has motivated a lot of people to stay in in tune with APR progress multi-year and every year. A a lot of things being reported out there around men's college basketball scheduling for for your team next year for the Tigers. I I know you can't can't go date for date just yet because you you always have to wait to that August period when the Grizzlies, oh, that make, NBA, that, those NBA guys, when they make their <laughs> announcement, but I know you're you're in discussions with a, a lot of different teams, some area teams, some SEC. Uh, as much as you can, catch us up on uh, men's basketball scheduling and, and some of the stories that are out there. So we're we're working towards an non-conference home opponent in December. Uh, and by the way, go Grizzlies tonight. I, I'm excited for them. I think they're going to get great win tonight. And we have a great relationship with their leadership in, in my office and, and their coach and my coach. And it's just – so we're trying to work through some December dates if we can have some home opponents, some some quality Power 5 home opponents that could play. That would be a big deal for us. And so we just have to wait to the finalized NBA piece of it. But I'm, I'm hopeful, and I'm not getting any, any objections from them, and I think that's positive. So um, – and, of course, we play in the – um, the game in, at Navy, which is the armed services uh, tribute to the, our armed forces and our servicemen, you better that'll be a, that'll be a great public opportunity for us. And then we'll be in New York City, Madison Square Garden, playing Louisville, which would be another nationally broadcast uh, game for us. And cool. Coach Smith's excited, and we're excited, and and then some other pieces coming together here and there. Um, I'll probably have a a pretty full non-conference schedule announcement. I would say within the next three weeks, four weeks. Maybe by maybe by the first of June, we'll know pretty much everybody except the ones we're waiting on for the NBA to to finalize. Good deal, good deal. Tom, Tom last Friday night, just we we started with that and kind of want to end with it. It was a roaring success from the the day you took the job. I I don't know if the admonition to you was fix football, but that was kind <laughs> of the public perception. Uh, football's been bit, football's in good shape and it's been very well fixed so far. Well, I appreciate that. I'm actually here to fix everyone in every program, and I'm working our tails off to make sure everybody continues to reach uh, unparalleled success, and I understand that. I will tell you that this football program Friday was wonderful because of the community out there and the Highland 100, and a big shout-out to those guys because they had a barbecue contest, and then after that, cooked enough food to feed all the kids, which was just awesome. So that had a chance to intermingle with the team afterwards, and I'd like the way Mike ran it, you know, kind of a you know, guest coaches, and it was great to have Tom Shad and Gary Parrish out there and all that excitement. So, yeah, it was fun. And I think people enjoyed it, and you got to see some great, great offense. And, uh, <laughs> Miller's 62-yard post seam catch was really fun to watch. So, yeah, that's a, a pretty good duo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be a fun, be a fun year. Stay healthy. You, Stay fair. We're you, all healthy. It's going to be fun. You mentioned New York and the Louisville game in men's basketball. Do you have a date for that? Is that known yet? Uh, I'm waiting on it. I will. Uh, we'll talk next week. I'll have the date for sure. I'm just you're dealing with TV a little bit, so I got to get sure. that finalized. But I'll have that date. 
Well, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you on budget stuff. If if it's around (laughs) that second weekend in December, you and Coach Norvell and Riley Ferguson might be making a a Heisman Trophy trip. Wow, that would be wow. That would be phenomenal. And you got all those meetings up there with the football association at that time, and we do. You won't even have time to join us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would make me very sad. (laughs) <laughs> we, we, you'll join us next week though Tom yeah, sure. always a pleasure man thank you always. much uh, as always and we'll chat again next week thanks Rob thanks thanks, Dad see you guys you got it man thank you Tom <laughs> Tom Bowen uh, University of Memphis Athletics Director